Industry Makers. I'm your host, Matt Prater. This week we're speaking with Nikki Gumbel. Nikki's well known for launching the Alpha program in churches all over the world. He's also a minister at Holy Trinity Brompton Church in England. The interview is conducted by our guest host, Sheridan Voisey. Sheridan's the host of Open House Radio, which is www.theopenhouse.net.au. Take it away, Sheridan. Well, you might have heard of the Alpha course. You may not know much about it, but you might have at least heard about it. What began in 1977 with 11 British folks interested in the Christian faith has now spread to 153 countries. At this moment, over 30,000 courses are run globally in 45 languages, with over 6 million people estimated to have attended Alpha courses throughout its history. That's not bad growth. Nikki Gumbel is the Brit who's somewhat responsible for all this. Nikki, great to talk to you. Thank you, Sheridan. Good to be with you. A group of people meeting for dinner, watching a video, chatting about the big questions of life and faith. I mean, who ever would have thought something so simple would grow so phenomenally? Well, we've been astonished at what's happened. There seems to be a great spiritual hunger. People asking questions about what's the ultimate meaning of my life? What purpose is it? What happens when I die? Uh, Is forgiveness possible? Uh, And we found that there are so many people outside of the church who are interested. And what Alpha does is it provides a low-key, unthreatening, unpressurized environment where people can explore these kind of questions uh, in a group of people who, like themselves, are people outside of the church. Do you think that the success of Alpha does actually say something about the times we're living in, that people are more interested in spiritual matters? Do you think that's true? I think uh, there is a huge spiritual hunger, yes, particularly amongst young people. The average age of people who come on our course is uh, about 27. Each term we get hundreds of people. They come for a meal, talk, coffee, small groups. And, um, and then at the end of the 10-week course, uh, like last night, or the last couple of nights, we've had our Alpha Celebration Suppers to celebrate the end of the course, and they bring their friends. Mm. And uh, their friends have seen the difference that Jesus has made to their lives. Uh, and they say to their friends, come and see. And then their friends come on the next course. Now, you've also taken it and expanded it to have an alpha course for work in prisons, uh, an alpha course for business people, an alpha course for youth and for students, etc. Well, it's just uh, grown. I think it's the same course, really, but, but Alpha started to run in the prisons. Uh, we have 160 prisons in the UK, and it's running in about 140 of those prisons. And uh, 100,000 people have done it now in the prisons in the UK. And then it started to spread to other countries. And the same with Youth Alpha, Student Alpha, uh, Alpha in residential homes. Uh, it's just uh, spread all over the place. And uh, now over 8 million people have done the course. That's wonderful. I mean, a, a listing of some of the topics that you explore uh, questions like who is Jesus, why did Jesus die, how can I be sure of my faith, why and how do I pray. Very simple but so important a topic to uh, explore each one of those. We're trying to deal with the questions that, that so many people are asking uh, right at the heart of, of life, really. You know, why are we here? Where are we heading? Is there any point? Is there any ultimate meaning? And uh, we find that, I, I mean, for example, if you take the subject of prayer, increasingly people do pray. They probably don't know who they're praying to or Mm. why they're praying or how to pray, but they're searching for some kind of spiritual reality. Nikki, what are the most common questions you're asked in courses about the Christian faith? Are there any particular points that people are most sceptical about? I think the questions haven't changed really over the years that I've been involved in in running Alpha. People still uh, questions about suffering. Uh, How can there be a God when there's so much suffering in the world? Questions about other religions. Uh, is increasingly, I think, a question that, pe- that people ask. Uh, questions about science, 
these kind of questions are, are um, they're, 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 they've always been there, mm. and uh, they still continue to be around. Mm. So for somebody who comes to you and says, well, uh, is there salvation in other religions? You know, if I'm a, a good Muslim or Jew or Hindu, will I get to heaven? How do you uh, respond to that kind of question? Well, I think a lot of these questions are not capable of a kind of soundbite answer. <laughs> and that's really the point of, of the Alpha Course, is that we don't deal with these, these kind of massive issues in soundbite answers. What we do is we have a small group, and the way that the evening works is people come for a meal, they have a talk, they have coffee, and they go into small groups. And in a small group of about 12 people, we're able to discuss these issues, explore them together, and see that these kind of, um, these kind of questions are not capable of, of these very simple answers. And uh, the, I, I mean, there, there's a chapter, a little book I've written called Searching Issues, which attempts to deal with a question like that. But it's not the kind of question which you can simply say yes or no to. It's a question that that uh, actually that the Bible has a lot to say about, but uh, it, it's not capable of a sort of 15-second answer. <laughs> Which is what I wanted from you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, I well, hear... a lot of these questions are the same. I mean, suffering, if you try and give an answer to the question of suffering in 15 seconds, it is bound to be a very unsatisfactory one. It doesn't have an easy answer. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that so many people outside of the church are relieved to hear when they come on Alpha, that we don't give these kind of very simple answers because they know that life is not like that and there are complexities. Uh, and, and people are, are, are suspicious, I think, of easy answers to questions which they know are not capable of easy answers. Yeah. If they were that easy to answer, we wouldn't still be asking them, would we? No. Nikki, I hear your own story of coming to faith is really quite something. Explore that with us. Well, my um, background is that, that my, my father was Jewish. He, he was German. He'd escaped from the Nazis in the 1930s. Uh, and he came to, to, um, to England where he met my mother, who was uh, not, a, not a churchgoer. So I was brought up in a home where there was no uh, faith, really, certainly no, no Christian. Well, no, there was no faith at all, really. I, my, uh, my parents were, were not churchgoers, and my father described himself really as an, an, as an agnostic. Uh, and I, my, so I was, would have described myself as an atheist stroke agnostic. But at, at university, through uh, my friend uh, Nikki Lee, who, who he and his wife Scylla, uh, became Christians, and uh, and as a result of that, I started reading the New Testament, and it was through reading the New Testament that I came to faith in Jesus. They, they became Christians on on the 14th of February, 1974, uh, and that was um, the night that I started reading the Bible. That I, when they came back about 11 o'clock at night and told me that, uh, I picked up a Bible and I started reading uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke. I got about halfway through John's Gospel when I fell asleep, and I, I carried on reading the next day, all the next day, all the next day, all the day after that. I was a student, so I didn't have any work to do. I just carried on reading. And uh, by the time I got to the end of the New Testament, I was, I was convinced it was true. didn't mean that I wanted to become a Christian, but uh, I knew it was true. Huh. Was there one thing that stood out to you? Was there one thing that clicked? I think the person of Jesus stood out. I, I just... That, that, as J.B. Phillips put it, the New Testament had a ring of truth, and in particular, uh, the words of Jesus had a ring of truth. They, they, I looked at the parable of the sower, for example, and I could see that that was what was happening to people around me uh, at Cambridge University, where I was at the time. You could see the different ways in which people were responding to the words of Jesus. Uh, and it, it, I, I knew that um, I had to make a response. And uh, although I thought, oh, this is going to be the most terrible thing my life will be so boring
boring and uh, it'll be ruined by being a Christian. Uh, initially, I thought, well, I'll put it off to my deathbed and then at least I can enjoy life first. <laughs> uh, and then I realized I couldn't do that. that, that um, I, I think I heard as clearly as I've ever heard the Spirit of God speaking to me. It's now or never. Oh. And um, I, I just had to make a choice. And I thought, this is going to be terrible, but I've got to do it. Mm. And so I said yes. And at that moment... Uh, I, I think I've found what I've been looking for deep down all my life. I've found some ultimate meaning and purpose to life hmm. in a relationship with God. I began to experience the presence of God uh, and a relationship with Jesus who not only died for us, but he rose again. He is alive right now. You can actually have a relationship with him, with the very person we read about in the pages of the New Testament. And that is the most extraordinary life-changing uh, event and that's continued now for over 30 years. Nikki, you took over running the Alpha Course in your local church back in 1990. Now, I'm really interested in people's sense of calling to a particular vocation or job or task, a sense that I'm supposed to be doing this. Was there anything of that for you in 1990 when you took it over? Not at all. In fact, the opposite. I tried to resist taking it over because Alpha then was a course for people who were already Christians. And because of my own experiences coming from outside of the church, I, I was more interested in, 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 in people outside of the church. Uh, so, uh, but the second time we ran Alpha, back in 1991, I, I had a small group of um, uh, 12 people, all of whom were outside of the church. And during the course of that Alpha course, all of them came to faith, and many of them are still very good friends uh, of ours today. Uh, and uh, I saw the impact that Alpha could have on somebody outside of the church. And then we started to change the course to adapt it for people outside of the church. Uh, and since then, we have watched, well, in the UK, over 2 million people doing the course, and around the world, over 8 million people. For a lot of us, one of the big questions is, how can I know what God wants me to do with my life? And it seems to me that there are times, just like your experience, where you may not have a clear sense beforehand. It's only when you stumble into it and you find out, aha, this is what God has in plan for me. Well, I, I always, I had a, for a long time uh, a sense of, uh, well, a passion from the moment that I experienced a relationship with God through Jesus myself to help other people who had been in a similar situation because I knew like somebody in the desert who finds water you 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 want to tell other people look there's water mm. and I wanted to say to people who I knew were in a sense had this emptiness uh, deep down a kind of a, a void if you like a spiritual void that where where they could find the water of life in in, in Christ. So I I had that passionate desire really from the moment that I I, I came to Christ back in 1974, uh, and I was always looking for ways. And I had tried so many different ways to tell people about Christ, uh, and none of them had been very fruitful. And suddenly. Uh, it was as if Jesus said, try over here. Now, in the last 15 years, so many people coming to faith on Alpha that we can't cope. I mean, we just, uh, every term in our own church, it, hundreds of people turn up who want to know. Uh, and um, in churches, 7,500 churches in the UK, 32,000 churches now around the world, people are, are running this and finding people coming to faith in Christ. Yeah, that's amazing. You've been running it for 15 years now. Do you think you'll ever do anything different? Well, uh, it, I mean, I'm the vicar of Holy Trinity, so there's, there's you know, there are other things to do. It's not, I'm, that's not the only thing that I'm, I'm involved in. 
but uh, sadly, I, I can't keep doing it forever. I'm, I'm getting too old anyway. I'm over 50 now, and I'm conscious of um, the fact that the average age on the course is 27. So uh, I'd like to keep doing it until the day I die, but I don't think I can, sadly. I think I, time's probably come to pass on to younger people. Is that right? Or, or do you have any idea as to when that might be? Well, we gradually sort of introduce uh, younger speakers in, in our own course here, and um, I think that that's very important. When, when we're, and we're always looking to, to involve younger and younger people. Um, and, yes, we just have to keep looking for the, for the right person at each stage. I mean, there are lots of different things involved. Of course, there, there are 156 countries now running Alpha, and, and there we're looking for younger people to get involved in leading it and so on. Yeah. One of the last discussions in the Alpha course is titled... How can I make the most of the rest of my life? And now I, I am looking for a 15-second soundbite answer from you this time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your answer? How can people do just that? Well, that, that talk is based on Romans 12, which says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. And I think uh, the, the way to make the most of the rest of our lives is to, is to say to, uh, to Jesus, here I am. Uh, I, I'm willing to do anything you want me to do. I'm your servant and uh, then to spend the rest of uh, our lives serving him in whatever way he, he, he wants us to do that. And uh, serving Jesus sounds to many people like a form of um, uh, losing your freedom, but actually it's the very opposite. St. Augustine said that his service is perfect freedom, and the more we're serving Christ, the more free we are. So I would say to anybody, if you want to make the most of the rest of your life, follow Jesus. A little bit over 15 seconds, but I'll take it. <laughs> Nikki Gumble, great to talk to you. And uh, the Alpha nice course. To, to be speaking to you, Sheridan. Well, uh, it's just done so amazingly well, and you can see God's hand in it, and that's uh, a very exciting thing. Thanks again for your time. Thank you very much. Also, the Alpha invitation is actually extended to you, too. I mean, if you're at the point of asking if there's anything more to life than competition for the next office promotion or... If regular shopping sprees just aren't satisfying something deeper in you, there's this thing called the Alpha Invitation. Alphainvitation.com has more information for you, or you can call 1-800-688-381. 1-800-688-381. History Makers. Thanks to Sheridan Boise from the Open House Radio Program for hosting the show this week. For more information, you can go to www.theopenhouse.net.au. If you'd like to listen to this interview again or find out more about the show or previous guests, just go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. History Makers.